It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Fakes a pass, then takes it into the zone on the right boards for Henrique, and the horn will sound. The hockey game is over. The Coyotes down twice in this game by a goal. Come back, score the last three, and get the victory, 4-2. to two. 40 seconds to go. To the right circle, little shot to the net by Velarde. Why? Will it stay in the zone? Yes. Walker's been playing a lot. Tried to bounce it forward, but Burns steals it. Flips it forward. And the long shot, score! I think we've been in a lot of these games this year. And I think, again, experience is everything. And, and uh, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were finding ways to to let leads slip, uh, um, you know, in the third period. And now we've, uh, um, we're just drawing on that experience we've had. And I think, you know, my message in between the second and third is, is, is good teams find a way to keep their foot on the gas, but also manage their game to the point where, you know, you, you don't give the other team anything. And I think we've done that a, a lot lately. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think we had guys stepping up in different lines and on the back end and we're getting contributions from everybody and i think we're our compete is uh um you know our compete in all the small areas you know in the battles in the corners the battles on the boards uh you know when we're getting pinched on uh, underneath support all those all those things i think we're we're re- winning a lot of battles all right good morning everyone and happy saturday i know that we are all in a much better mood than we were one week ago on a saturday when the sharks had followed up two very nice wins with a very flat performance against Arizona. That was not what we saw from the Sharks last night. But bringing us in there, before I get off on the Sharks, that was the Colorado Avalanche beating the Blues by a final of 3-2, to two, and the Coyotes getting a 4-2 win over the Ducks. Then you had Rudy Balsers and, of course, Bob Bugner. Then that brings us to our standings as we find them this morning. As it stands right now, the Arizona Coyotes are in fourth place in the NHL Honda West Division. 17 wins, 15 losses, 5 overtime losses. They have 39 points. St. Louis is in fifth, 16 wins, 14 losses, 6 overtime losses, 38 points. The San Jose Sharks, now three points back of the fourth place team in the West. They have 16 wins, 16 losses, and 4 overtime losses. Again, 36 points, and with that win over the Kings, they jumped past L.A. to now sit alone in that sixth-place position. And I came in with the Blues loss and the Coyotes win because until the Sharks are no longer in this or until they are qualified for the playoffs, this is what we're going to be doing for the rest of the way. We are going to be scoreboard watching. We are going to be standing watching. We are going to be schedule watching. We are going to be doing all of these things 
to be having that type of fun because this is what you live for. I understand it would probably be a little bit better if the San Jose Sharks were cruising in first place, uh, but that's not where the team is right now. Right now, in my opinion, the Sharks are potentially a little bit ahead of schedule because we knew and we heard it from Doug Wilson. He talked about the reset that the franchise was going through. And my entire paradigm for this entire season has been, yeah, there's not huge expectations, but there's still a good core here and some young players that are on the up and coming. And you can do a lot with that if things go your way. And lo and behold, a lot of credit to Bob Bugner, a lot of credit to the Sharks' entire coaching staff and the players out there on the ice. The Sharks seem to be maximizing what they have, and that's why they are in this race right now. That's why we are all having a lot of fun watching these Sharks go into games. They all feel like they are big games. They feel like they are big series. The Sharks have won three games in a row for now just the second time this season, and they have this opportunity starting with last night and through the next six games, seven straight games of a total stretch here, one down against the Kings and the Ducks, who coming into this series, they were 7-1-1 and against. This is the opportunity for the Sharks to really make their push. And I won't say that everything will be decided over the course of these seven, now six games left in this stand, but this is an opportunity for the Sharks to make up serious ground in the race. And it's a battle right now going on between the Sharks and the Blues and the Coyotes, and I'm sure the Kings are probably telling themselves this morning when they're waking up, we're two points back of the Sharks right now. we got to climb back in it against them. So there's a lot that's going to happen here over the next month and a couple of days. There is a lot that's going to happen, and I embrace that there is going to be a lot that's going to happen, and it's not going to be fun always. I'm sure there are mornings, as there have been, you know, a week ago where we're waking up, very, very frustrated, but that's part of the fun right now, just like it is watching the schedule, watching the standings, and watching the scoreboard. Let's go no further than Martin Jones, who was once again an absolute stud for the Sharks. He is a big reason why the Sharks have made this push as of late to climb back into the playoff race. And what he was doing on the ice last night was just more of what we've seen from him as of late. And I don't know that Martin Jones is forever fixed, but I do know that when I watch him, he looks like a completely different goalie. Just watch the way that he comes out of the crease and watch the way that he goes at the puck as opposed to letting the puck come to him. I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed, but I see it more and more when I watch him play. The way he is tracking the puck, the way he is tracking the opposition, the way he's seeing the rush, he's positioning himself better, and that is allowing all these plays around him to have better. And I don't know what changed, right? I don't know when something clicked in Martin Jones that allows him to be the goalie that we saw previously that took the Sharks to a Stanley Cup final, but that was the guy that I remember because when I used to watch Martin Jones, I saw a lot of that aggression that we saw from Jonathan Quick, who he used to be a backup to in LA. I saw some of those same things, just particularly the aggression with which he would come out of the net. It, to me, and this is my non, you know, I never played goalie, obviously, but this was my take was that he saw Jonathan Quick and he used that as part of an influence and an inspiration in his game. And it was a big part of why he was so successful. I'm not entirely sure why, but a tentative nature crept into his game. And instead of going out of the crease, he sat back. His positioning wasn't good. His positioning was never where it needed to be. It just looked all wrong. Like Nothing that Martin Jones was doing looked like he was comfortable and the same guy that we knew he could be. And then suddenly, that's all changed. Again, I do not know what the change is, but I do know that Martin Jones 
is a big part and maybe the biggest part of why the Sharks are making this push once again. He offered this after the game. Yeah, winning is fun. You know, we're, we're playing a lot better as a team. We kind of, uh, I think guys are feeling more comfortable with our systems and, and um, kind of settling into some roles. So it's been great. It's been a lot better how we've been playing and, uh, you know, makes my job a lot easier too. And Sharks head coach Bob Bugner had this to say when asked about Jones. You look around the league, there are goalies that have success against certain teams. This is definitely one of them. But, uh, you know, I think a combination, he feels comfortable in this building. I think that he always wants to, uh, um, you, you know, your old team, you always want to play well against your old team. I think he's a guy that has a lot of pride and, uh, um, um, and you know what? I think the other thing that plays into it is, is there's still, you know, some of their best players are still left over from Jonesy's era. And and I'm sure he has a little bit of knowledge on, uh, you know, their tendencies and, 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 and how they play offensively. And maybe he can read the play a little better. I'm not sure you have to ask him that. But, uh, you know, there's some familiarity with that. And I don't think anyone is expecting Bob Bugner to come out and say exactly what Martin Jones has figured out because he doesn't want to give that secret away, obviously. Not that it is some secret, but he's he's not going to highlight everything that he sees his guy doing because he doesn't want to give the M.O. out there. Nobody wants to tell exactly what their guy is doing so well. But the fact of the matter is... Martin Jones is just playing as good as he has in years, and it couldn't come at a better time for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, some of the shots that he was stopping, like Kempe Adam dead to rights in the first period, and he made two consecutive just huge saves, and he had a very similar sequence later in the game. I mean, just to watch a guy come up with those big saves. It's literally what Bob Bugner has been preaching throughout the entirety of the year. He's said that your goalie needs to give you a chance to win, which also means that you need to come up with the big saves. And Jones came up with the big saves. Now, this was not as one-sided as some other performances we've seen where it was feeling like Martin Jones won the game. And I particularly go back to that early season shootout win over the Blues when he and Bennington just went head-to-head and it was awesome. And, you know, Jones was just that much better in the shootout. That one felt like Jones won it for the Sharks. This one was more of a total team effort. But I do look at the fact that Martin Jones has been making these big stops, has been making these big saves more consistently. You know, previously it felt not necessarily like a fluke, but not something that you could rely on. Now, when we're watching Martin Jones, it does feel like something more that you can rely on or that there's a certain level of expectation from his performance as you go into a game. Now, when we talk about reliability and expectation, one of the big names that we've thrown out there is Timo Meyer because it's been an up and down and more down than up season for him. There's been a lack of consistency in his game. There's been a lack of reliability in his game. But heading into this game, uh, Bob Bugner talked about the need for Timo Meyer to use his big body to be a factor in this game. It felt like that was what we had from Timo Meyer. And Timo Meyer, it felt as of late, had been playing better, just maybe wasn't getting the getting the reward that he deserved, uh, but he broke through in a big way and put the Sharks up 2-0 in this game where the Sharks really took control and never looked back. This is what head coach Bob Bugner had to say after the game. Well, it's the best game I've seen him play all year. I think, uh, you know, tonight he was just, you know, that what we talked about the other day of, of holding on to pucks and using his speed, outside speed. I thought uh, um, he attacked every time he attacked, he attacked on the outside first um, instead of cutting to the middle. So just, uh, um, you know, I think he's taken upon himself. I, I know he's not had the, the best year uh, statistically, but, uh, um, you know, this is the most important time of the year right now. And this is when you see your guys step up, your best players step up and uh, um, you you could tell the last couple of games he's he looks like he's uh, more intent on uh, on the details. 
details of this game. Timo was asked if he shared that sentiment that it was his best game of the year. Yeah, I don't know about the best. Uh, I, you know, I felt pretty good out there, and obviously the team played well. Um, you know, we we knew coming into this game, it's it's a really important one. So boys showed up tonight and uh, played a solid game, and uh, you know, back at it tomorrow. Again, with this rapid fire schedule, the Sharks have to do it again tonight. There is no rest. They've got to go out there and treat this as a must win game, and that's going to mean Timo Meyer is going to have to come back with another big performance. Like I alluded to earlier, Bugner said they were going to need Timo's big body to deal with the way that LA sets up, and he said as much again after the win last night yeah you do need some skill to get through that uh, that wall i guess i call it a wall um and uh um you know it starts with trying to wear them down and quick up the puck in the neutral zone and and so they don't get organized but when they do it's it's uh you know we got to get pucks by them but uh timo you know took it upon himself tonight and um he, he his first three four strides were so so quick and and so heavy out of the gate that uh um he had no problem cutting through that wall but uh you know just nice to see i think uh, a guy that's worked hard to sort of dig himself out of a, a little bit of a hole here and uh you know and and that's that that's the best right there of, of Timo we've seen and uh, if that continues we're in good shape and that all goes back to the idea that Bugner's been saying for a long long time now and that is that he needs his best players to play like their best players and I think that when you see Timo Meyer emerge when you see him play to the level that we all know that he's capable of you know exactly why Bob Bugner says that. It's not just to put pressure on guys and remind them. It's just, no, he knows that they literally are a better team. And I think that sometimes gets kind of lost. It's like, it's not that you just need these guys to go out there and produce for the sake of production, but it changes the entire dynamic out there on the ice. I mean, if you were watching that game in the first period, the Kings were, I'm not going to say they were outplaying the Sharks, but they were dictating the pace early on. They were doing a really good job of using their strength along the boards and they were turning pucks over. The Sharks were being a little careless with the puck and you can debate that. Was that because the Kings were doing a good job of working the forecheck and turning it over or were the Sharks being careless? That's a debate we can get into for forever. But if you watched it, they were doing a really good job of maintaining possession in the offensive zone, keeping the Sharks on defense, trying to grind them down and work on some shots. And that, when it happened, you had Martin Jones stepping up. And then when the Sharks did have an opportunity to get out of the zone, you were able to use the size and the speed and power of Timo Meyer to set up your offense. That's not on accident. You are able to use the best of Martin Jones. You are able to use the best of a Timo Meyer. You are able to use the best of an Eric Carlson, a Brent Burns. Your best players have to be your best players if you're going to maximize the type of hockey that you're able to produce on the ice. It's not production for the sake of production. It is talent performing to the level of talent that you need it to and you know it's capable of because you know it's going to change the entire dynamic of what you can do on the ice that's what we saw the Sharks do they had trouble with the Kings early on the Kings were a little bit more in control of the game or at least causing the Sharks to be more reactionary but the Sharks found a way to grind through it and push back in the opposite direction and were able to walk out of a first period in which the Kings came hard and heavy the Sharks were up one nothing when it was said and done and when I've looked at the way these two teams match up against each other from the start of the season, I have said to myself that the Sharks on paper were the better team if the talent played to the level of talent that they are capable of playing. That early on was not the case with the Sharks, 
But as we get deeper and deeper into the season, we see guys getting more comfortable within the system. We see guys getting better and better over the course of the year. It's allowing the Sharks to be where they are right now. And that is in a position to make something happen. They have given themselves this opportunity to make this push. It feels like things are lining up the right way for the Sharks right now after an incredibly tough start to the season. And listen, I'm not trying to diminish how tough it is for anybody else out there in the NHL. This is hard for everyone, but with the way the Sharks were uniquely situated, it was particularly tough for them. All right, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to be talking some Tommy Hurdle. You're listening to Morning Tide. Coors Light wants to help you catch a Sharks game from the best seats in the house. Just share a photo of your Sharks at-home game setup to sjsharks.com slash home ice for a chance to win Coors Light Silver Seats tickets, Sharks gear, and more. Winners will be chosen weekly. So post a pic showing how you watch the Sharks to sjsharks.com slash home ice today. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Lighting. Bob the face off, back to the point. A quick shot for the net, it deflects, and it goes in. Somehow it gets by Cal Peterson. A soft-looking shot blasts through, and Tomasz Hurdle in front might have deflected this. It's one nothing Sharks. What a way to do it after you win a face-off. It starts with Hurdle winning the draw, and the shot came from the left point, and it was from Nikolai Knizhov. And the Sharks skate the other way. It's Meyer on the right wing, crossing the line, waiting, shooting, wide. Hurdle's behind the net. He's got him over to Meyer, shot, scar! Tomas Hurdle was looking at Rudolph's balsers in the middle of the ice, but he knew that Meyer was on the left and gave him the puck instead. That little misdirection results in a rope by Meyer, and the Sharks are up 2-0. Yeah, well, you, you know, you're right. I think uh, Cooch's line's had a real good season up until this point, and, you know, Tommy missed some time, but to have, uh, you know, a true top six uh, uh, line, uh, you know, combination going out and uh, and supporting from support from the other guys underneath and, and Gambrell line and Patty's line, I think... Uh, uh, we need that. We need that if we're going to try and make a run and stay in the fight. And uh, um, it's important that uh, um, those guys are at the top of their game right now and they find some chemistry, Rudy, Timo, and, and, and Tommy. You go back two games ago, the win against the Wild, it was Balsers, Donato, Kanijov, and Kane. And last night it was Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, and then Rudolph's Balsers with the empty netter. And this is what we have wanted with the Sharks because we, we do know that they have relied heavily on what Logan Couture and what Evander Kane have been able to do in terms of scoring in a way that the LeBanc has come on stronger as the year has gone on. That's your top line. They're, they're your top line for a reason. And with this second line, we had Tomas Hurdle coming back from a knee injury, which of course was going to play a factor. And he got hot out of the gates and then cooled down, started coming back and looking good again, and then had the COVID, had to go out for a while. That wasn't helping things. And then you also saw Timo Meyer go down and he was dealing with uh, being banged up for a couple of games. And then you had a little bit of a rotation on who was going to be the third guy that they were pairing the two of them with. And you know that initially they had the plans to have the big body of Kane alongside Hurdle and Meyer to have those three big guys all together. And that ended up not working earlier in the year. But right now it seems like the Sharks have figured it out in terms of their top six. And that's what Bugner was alluding to. It's like you have... Kane, Couture, LeBanc, and then on that second line, you've got Balsers, Hurdle, and Meyer. Those six guys are producing. They are dangerous. They are problematic. They are a headache for the opposition. 
and they are now coming through when they are needed the most. I mean, you look at a game like this, which was one essentially, I mean, beyond the goaltending and the defense and the team effort, but you had Timo and Hurdle putting you up 2 nothing to take into that third period. Yeah, the third goal got wiped off by Gambrell. I have a problem with the replay system going frame by frame. That's not how the game is officiated, played. That should not be how decisions are made. That's a story for a whole nother episode. But who got it done, right? It was Hurdle and Timo. They put the team up 2-0. They both had exceptionally good games. And then Balsers, who was in on all three goals, he had a great game as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was me out, Rudy. Timo was out actually too. So, but I, I just say last four games, you know, or even more, you know, I, I really like it. You know, we talk, you know, when we in Ozone, we've got almost every time, you know, some chances, you know, and I really like it, you know, and, uh, you know, Rudy come, you know, and I, I, I love how he's playing, you know, it's fun to play with him, you know, and he's strong on the puck. He can make it play and it's really fun from him. But, you know, me and Timo, we played before. So we just help each other, you know, and play together. And if we play like that, you know, we can help our team win a lot of games, but we have to just keep going. Can be just a couple of games. Yeah. I mean, they know the onus is on them. They know that it can't just be that top line of Couture and Kane and LeBanc doing all the production or just relying on, uh, you know, Eric Carlson to have huge nights or Brent Burns to take over. You've got to have your top six being your top six. And the hope now is that these guys start feeding off of it and feeling like they gain more confidence with each passing game. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, it was a lot of you no know, up and down and Kuch and Kane was scoring a lot of goals. So it's nice now, you know, be the line to, you know, help the team win the games, you know, and we knew, you know, we need, you know, everybody every night, you know, especially the top six guys. So, so I'm happy, you know, everybody now can chip in and, and, you know, win the games, but, you know, we don't talk about Johnny, you know, John Z was against amazing, you know, and last couple of games, you know, we can just thank him, you know, because we, he said he always, when it's like never nothing or two nothing, you know, he come with huge saves and he changed the games last couple of games. I'm really happy he got, you know, the shutout and, and just feel good when he's behind us, you know. And you saw that later on in the game, there were a lot of smiles along the Sharks bench. There was guys having a good time. And I think that when you do have the personalities that the Sharks have, you have to take advantage of that. I think Burns is one of those guys that makes everybody smile. I think you have that with Mario Ferraro. I think you have that with Eric Carlson to an extent, even though people might not want to admit that he's one of the more well-liked guys on the team. I think everybody wants to be angry at Eric Carlson, except for everybody on the team seems to love him. But you take advantage of these personalities. I mean, how could you hang out and spend any time with Tomas Hurdle and not be in a good mood? But these guys feed off each other, and I think that it's kind of snowballing right now, and you see more and more of it. They're obviously feeding off of Martin Jones right now. Timo is feeding off of Hurdle. Hurdle is feeding off of Timo. Balsers is feeding off the two of them. Overall, the vibe with the San Jose Sharks right now is an exceptionally good one. Here's Timo. Yeah, we're uh, starting to find each other on the ice, and uh, you know we kind of figure out uh, uh, the more of the the play of each other. So uh, it was fun playing out there tonight tonight with with them, and uh, you know helping the team has success. Uh, but I think we got to keep working our game to you know make sure we're even better defensively and uh, can help the team uh, win more games. Yeah, you obviously don't want any complacency. You don't want any of these guys to think that the hard work is over or that they have arrived. 
If anything, it is going to be that much harder tonight when they go against a Kings team that is going to be looking for revenge and trying to bounce back uh, from a 3-0 shutout. You know, Martin Jones, a former member of the Kings, shut them out. And they're going to be going against Devin Dubnik, I would assume, tonight and trying to make a statement to get right back into this race with the Sharks. And when the Sharks go forward in these games again, they're going to see Anaheim, they're going to see L.A. some more. What have we been saying about the season schedule all year long? Familiarity breeds contempt. These guys are going to be thinking about the hits. They're going to be thinking about the goals. They're going to think about the losses, the wins. The more and more that all these guys, the California teams, they see each other, the more bad blood is going to be out there on the ice. And I'm not trying to be melodramatic because I know that when you get off these the ice, these guys mostly get along. But I do think that the more they see of each other, the more they're going to dislike each other and the more they're all going to want to beat each other. And that's going to be the Ducks wanting to beat the Kings and the Kings wanting to beat the Sharks and the Ducks wanting to beat the Sharks. And I mean, you just it's all wrapped up in the craziness of the schedule and it's going to make things that much more wild from this point on. But winning, as the Sharks have been doing more of lately, makes everyone get along that much better. And you need the guys to continue to be in that good mood. And I think that also, when they were talking about previously, when they were doing a little bit too much standing watching, I think that that was probably weighing heavily on them. And we did have Ryan Donato allude to that after the Wednesday night win. But when you are constantly looking at the hole you are in, when you are constantly recognizing how much of a climb you have ahead of you, it does get daunting. It does get overwhelming. And I think the Sharks have done a good job of keeping away from that and focusing on the here and now. And even, you know, Timo Meyer, he wasn't even going to focus too much on the win they just had last night. He was already saying that their defense needs to be better. Now, I will point out, and I I'm sure that Timo Meyer knows the math and he's a product of the Swiss education system, which I'm sure is far superior to what I, I've received. But you cannot do better than zero. I will point that out. But you do understand he's not just resting on his laurels and saying, yeah, it was great last night. We can just go and rest on that. No, he's talking about actively being better. He's talking about what the Sharks need to do. He does not want to relax and focus on what they did. That said... Tomas Hurdle also acknowledged the fun the guys were having with him after he had that near miss on a 200-foot look at an empty netter. Oh, it's just close, you know, because I knew, like, if if it's going, because Bernsey already passed me, it'll be 500 assists, you know, but, you know, later, you know, he got it anyway. It was actually funny. I don't know if you see it. He actually passed Rudy with, with Rudy's stick because he broke it. So his 500 apple, you know, is with left stick. So it's pretty cool. I think he maybe keep it... Uh, Sticks and Park, so it was pretty funny and happy for him. 500 assists now in the NHL for Brent Burns. Congratulations to him. And you just want to see more and more of these opportunities forthcoming. And you want those opportunities to be coming in games where you can win. And one of the things we saw with the Sharks earlier this year is that they were in opportunities to win, but they were letting the game slip away or they were having a collapse or they were letting whatever would happen for whatever reason happen. They weren't in control of games. And I think that right now they are doing a much better job of dictating the pace of the game, controlling more of the games. They had to absorb a lot early in this one from the Kings. They did a good job to respond and take the game over. But the Kings, they knew were going to make that push in the third period, except the Sharks didn't sit back. They continued to play an aggressive game. And we saw that against Minnesota as well. 
earlier in the year, if they had the lead, it seemed like they would sit back. It seemed like they would relax. Now with the Sharks, much as I wanted them to do, and this is not some great coaching insight that I have, but it was like, hey, you get the lead, you know, put the boot down, make life harder for them. And so now it seems like the Sharks, when they are getting the lead, it seems like they're able to capitalize a little bit more. It seems like they're able to play more comfortably with the lead. It seems like they are able to put forth a freer and better and more aggressive performance on the ice when they do have that lead that was not existing earlier in the year. Here's Martin Jones. Yeah, we, we did a really good job, especially uh, late with the goalie out, kind of clogging up the neutral zone. We, we didn't really uh, let them enter with any kind of possession. And when they did, we were able to break the puck out. So we did we did a great job all night, really, but uh, especially late in the game, um, came up with some big defensive plays. And this all goes back to what Bob Bugner was talking about recently, or now maybe two weeks ago, but he wanted the team to play with a better response to adversity because they'd had some tough collapses against Vegas in particular. There was a bad break in terms of that face-off violation against Patrick Marlowe and the entire complexion of that game changed. But maybe Bugner saw his team just react a little bit too much to what was happening outside of their control and kind of hammered home the idea that they can only control what they can control. And I don't know if that flipped a switch in their head or changed something about their mentality. But since that point, the Sharks have been a much better team. And we've watched them over the course of the year, get better and get better and get better to where now when we're watching it, it doesn't feel like it's fool's gold. And it seems like the Sharks are better and more mentally prepared to deal with the hardship that's coming to come over the course of a game. I, I don't know how much of that is the reality. I don't know how much of that is me attributing to them or projecting too much of what I heard from Bob Bugner onto what I'm seeing on the ice. But for whatever reason, it does seem like that is occurring, right? I mean, we all watch the Sharks in these games and see them respond better to what is happening. The real question is going to be in this game tonight when the Kings do come storming out of the gates because I think that they are going to put forth a hell of an effort against the Sharks tonight because they probably feel like if they lose this game, then their playoff chances are going to fade rather rapidly. And I know you're not out of it until you're out of it, but I think that's probably going to be their paradigm or the chip that they have on their shoulder. Whatever the Kings are going to do to get themselves up for this game tonight, the Sharks need to be ready for it because they were not ready for the level of desperation displayed last weekend by Arizona. I'm expecting exactly the same from the Kings tonight. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will talk to you all tomorrow morning as we will see whether or not the Sharks were able to take two out of two from L.A. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Held in by L.A. In front of the net, Kempe, two opportunities as he was under the